Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. I have Chris Latore with me from the Sunspot Comics Podcast, and we're going to talk about the announcement of the farmhand for AMC, and also talk about the boys' television show on Amazon. And we're going to discuss our picks of the week for our favorite comic books, so enjoy this podcast, guys. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I have a special guest with me today. It's, it's Chris um, Latori from the Sunspot Comic. I'm saying it right? Sunspot Comics Podcast? Sunspot Comics. That's right, man. Okay. Good, good, good. Because you know, I messed Thanks up. for having me, man. I appreciate hey, it. Thank you. Yo, man, I think the last time we actually did something with you, man, was like three or four years ago. We were talking about the Logan movie. Yes, you were a guest on my podcast, and uh, we had a blast, man. Yeah, it was the Logan movie. It was uh, that was like seventeen years ago, I think. Seventeen, eighteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, cause great movie. Heck yeah. <laughs> many. Yeah. It was many gray hairs ago. Many gray hairs ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right about that, man. I got more on my face. Yeah, but you know, I because I um I recently listened to your podcast, man. I said, man, I'd like to have Chris on my podcast. I haven't talked to him in like three or four years, you know, because I, I always see you on social media, on Instagram, you know, stuff like that, and on Facebook and things like that. You know, let me go reach out to this guy because I haven't really talked to him in a while. I really appreciate it. I watch you. I cyber stalk you as well. I got I follow you on everything. So yeah, I listen to your podcast too. So. Man, it's it's. Thanks for having me. Like I said, we had a blast way back when. I guess you know life is what it is, and here we are three years later. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that, right? Um, so the reason why I text you, well, I didn't text you. I sent you a DM on your Instagram account, <laughs> and um, the reason I said this, you know what? Let me, let me send Chris a message, man. And boys came out, the boys TV yeah. show. And for those who are listening out there, um, the boys. Is actually started as a Wildstorm comic book. And what happened is yes, there was sir. so much controversy behind it. Remember that, Chris? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. It's Garth Ennis who did the writing, and it was he was just, like, unfiltered. He just let loose. I mean, it's the most hard R comic he's ever done, and I've pretty much read everything he's done, and this was just, uh, you know, no holes barred. Way, it was, way over the top. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's borderline pornographic, I'll say it, on some parts of it. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. It is. And um, and I was telling my friends about it, man. They said, what you talking about, Amos? You know, man, The Boys, you know, this got a the TV series coming out on Amazon. And and I was stoked about it, man, because it was one of my favorite books to read. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of bad, though. I mean, that book was very hardcore, man. Oh, it's so messed up. It was, right? Yeah, it was very hardcore. Yeah, dude. And um I heard the announcement and stuff like that and I saw the cast and everything and like, okay, cool, they got um what is Carl Urban? I'm saying yeah. right? Yeah. Keith yeah. Urban, right? Keith? Keith Oh it's Keith. Oh one is the country singer, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. The other one's the <laughs> Australian country. That's right. Carl <laughs> Urban are they related? I don't even I don't know if they're <laughs> I don't even know, man. Not, the like... Urban brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're making that up. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, don't look at it. Don't Google it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not we're not accurate on that. No, no. Sure. Don't take our word for it. Uh, <laughs> so I was just looking at it. Like, damn, they got a great a good actor. You know what I'm saying? He 
He doesn't get the credit. Yeah, as man, he plays Judge Dredd. Oh, awesome movie. He man. is the law. Yes, awesome Judge movie. Dredd. And they need to make a sequel. They really yeah. Why, why did they let that go? I mean, that first one was great. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it was a, it's actually a cult classic, man. It's, it it did okay in the movie theater, I guess. I don't know. This is one of those yeah, things, must- man. Okay. So, um, I looked at the first episode, man. I'm I'm, I'm going off thing right here. We just talked about the book, but the TV series is based off a book by Garth Ennis and um, drawn by um, Derek Robertson, I think. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so they did. They episode one came out um, last. I mean, this past um, Friday, and um, so far, man. I mean, first of all, what was your thoughts? On them announcing the TV series from the book, what was your first thought when you heard that? My first thought was, "Is uh, oh my gosh, this is going to be an Amazon show? Like this is more like a Cinemax show, like you know, or right. uh, or, or something else, uh, you know, not affiliated with uh, any sort of family-based broadcasting." <laughs> yeah, not... that was my first I was like, "Man, there was seventy-two issues of that, and like I said, it's just it's over the top. It's designed to make your jaw hit the floor." It's uh, it's just you know grotesque and uh, very rated R and the nudity, you know. And then when I when I heard the news, I said, yeah, I got to go back and kind of read some of this just to kind of refresh. So I did. I had to lend my friend the um the um collection, the volume one one through fourteen, the definite collection, the hardcover. Awesome. I had mm-hmm. to loan it to him. He had to read it, right? And I mean, say you got to be ready for this dude. It's a lot going on, man. It's um group masturbation going on there. Yeah. Um, blood, <laughs> blood everywhere. It's a lot of shit. <laughs> yes, very Tarantino esque, right? In some ways, how blood just flies and is everywhere, and it's just the squirting effect. It's just it's bananas. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, man, and uh, it, it's crazy, dude. So, my thought was like yours, man, and how are they gonna you know, do this movie from this outrageous, insanely cra- crazy, it's crazy um book, right? And mm-hmm. so far, and watching episode one, I was very satisfied, man. I was very impressed, and it was not over the top that I, I thought it was going to be, but it was done right, in my opinion. Without giving any spoilers, you know, if you if you want spoilers on here, I mean, I can give you spoilers. What, what do you think about that, Chris? Hey, it's your show. All you right. wanna you wanna go spoiler nuts? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> your show, up to you. <laughs> so um, now I'm warning people, and if you have not read the book, I mean, go read the book. It's a good book. It's not for children. It's for adults. Um, oh my gosh! Don't don't read it on the subway. Don't read it on the bus with other people around. <laughs> read, it, read it the privacy of your own home. <laughs> yes, doors closed. <laughs> right, right. So with spoilers, man, it's like. Um, it's in the beginning, man. You have the the superheroes, right? And everybody thinks very highly of the superheroes and things like that. And the, the concept is this: is that the boys are actually just regular guys, man. And something happened in some one of the guys' past with a superhero, and and the current person too, named Huey, which, by the way, I thought was gonna be played by Simon Pegg. All right. Yeah. For Isn't that those, great that he was in there, yeah. And for those who don't know, Simon Pegg character Huey in the I mean the, the character Huey in the book was for Simon Pegg. It was the, he was oh, drawn yeah. like Simon Pegg. He was actually Simon it's Pegg. a life model, life model, it's an absolute life model of Simon Pegg, no doubt. Right? Yes, right. So it's him. It's like um, Nick Fury and Brian Hitch run the Ultimates. You know what I'm saying? 
So yep. it's just a, exactly Simon Pegg and the boys in the book. In the book, so it was awesome to see him in the TV show as as Huey's dad. Yes, that was pretty. awesome. I think maybe you know they probably have been working on this for a multitude of years, right? To get someone to do this nastiness. Oh right, of the show. And Ben Simon Pegg just got too old. He was just like you know now he's the dad because you know, he, he aged out. <laughs> and yeah, that's right? I, yeah, right. I think that's the reason why, and because he aged yeah. out. And that's Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son, who's playing um, Huey. He looks so much like Dennis Quaid. He does, man. I, I just I keep looking at him, and you're like, oh my gosh! Like the 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 sort of quirkiness of his face and the some of his mannerisms. You're like, oh my gosh, that's Dennis Quaid. Yes, man. It, it was it was just uh, just looking at his twin, and Meg Ryan's mouth. <laughs> oh, before or after. <laughs> it's like young Meg Ryan's mouth. Oh, like, okay. you know, not, oh not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I should put it it's a little different now. Yes. But uh yeah, yeah. he's just a spitting to the two of them. Right. And um I um then then you know you have Huey playing and Huey is just a regular guy and stuff like that. And something happened. His girlfriend actually gets splattered everywhere. Oh him, my goodness. The way they did that was insanely gross yes. like it was buckets and buckets and buckets of blood it was insane yes and that's what i remember in the on the panel of the book you know it was crazy man but it was different it was done different in the book that's in the tv show but the, it was the same outcome him holding yeah. her damn hands while her body was obliterated just done it was gone <laughs> gone it's one of those one of those panels in a comic, right? Even if I'll be honest, I didn't read all seventy-two issues. I I I bounced out in the thirties. Right, 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 right. I don't what for whatever reason I can't remember because it was so long ago. But that image, that single panel of Huey standing on the curb, holding just his girlfriend's arms, like down from the like the you know the mid part of the just below the elbow, while the rest of her is just splatter. Is just like a panel you can't forget. You can't undo it, folks. So if you look at it, you can never forget it. <laughs> and that's the, that's the, that's the truth. You cannot forget that panel, you know. And I think they yeah. did an excellent job in the TV show. <laughs> I'm like, damn, it, it was awesome, yeah. man. I, and um, oh, I gotta say, for just a second, uh-huh. you remember when uh, when you first start watching the boys episode one, there is the sort of ratings warning, right? Right, and it's on the screen, and. And every single letter of every rating is there. There's rape. There's uh, strong nudity. There's nudity. There's sexual content. There's the screen is filled with every letter that is, you know what I'm saying? That is the boys. It was every letter. There was V. There's a Q in there. There was all kinds of vowels. Man, it was a lot of in what's there, happening. Dude. It was a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was, man. I was just looking at it like, damn. And but then watching the TV, the first episode, I'm like, okay, I see what you're saying, but I, it was kind of tame. I ain't seen any rape. At all, well, you know what? I, maybe they can, cons- or we we have the insinuation, the insinuation though. Blanket, maybe it's the blanket rating because it's coming. But also that that scene with Starlight is that that's her name. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not heavy duty, but it's insinuated there. You know what I mean? Well, and, and that's that's the thing it's insinuated, and because in the book it was totally different. She actually gave yeah. I'm gonna say this. She actually gave them blowjobs. It was more than one yes. of them. It, right. She actually got like she did a gang whatever she did a um a gang bang blowjob whatever you want to say it, and she yes. threw up in the bathroom in the, in the comic book panel and that didn't happen in the TV show but she was in the bathroom throwing up so I guess they insinuated that 
That's oh, fun. and there was the scene where she broke up the two guys about to rape that girl. And that's one. That's I guess is where the rating come from. That right there. I guess that's enough. That I mean, it was pretty graphic. That's enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. All those letters, right? Were you like, okay, here we go? Yeah, 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 you're right. So that I mean, like I said, the first episode, man, I really enjoyed it. So, like I said, I am saying saying spoilers a little bit. Um, I was very happy. Um, season one, I have watched. I mean, it's not season one. Uh, episode one, and I actually watched episode two, three, and four. So I might end up finishing watching it tonight. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So thank I'm, you to you, man, because it was on my radar, and then you uh, mentioned, uh, you know, you asked me to be on the show, and you said, "Hey, I'm watching the boys," and it kind of reaffirmated, like, "Hey, don't forget to watch the boys." So thank you for kind of putting it back into my frontal lobes. Yo, man, so I you're, pop it up. you're very welcome, man. You know, you're a comic book um, nerd like I am, dude. Come on. I got to look yeah. out for my people now. <laughs> Thanks, man. You know, so much content. We need a nudge. Yes. So thank you for the nudge. You're very <laughs> welcome, man. So that, that's so far for me. I am satisfied because right now I'm in I'm on episode four. So like I said, later on tonight, I'm going to finish it up. It's only eight episodes. So. Uh, well, I think what sold it for me is um, is a lot of, is how they just how they humanized, how they personalized and how they made you root for Huey. You know, they developed him. They took their time. They showed you his life. He's the everyday man. He's got a job at like a radio shack, which don't exist, kind of a circuit city. Again, doesn't exist. Right. And they just kind of showed you his normal life as his nice and decent dad. You know, so we already had a character to get behind. And and, the, and that did a, honestly a better job than the comic. Yeah, it really opinion. did. I, I think I agree with you on that. And you kind of relate to Huey, man, because this is unjust, what they did to my girlfriend. And they need yes. to really pay for this. But you know, and I like the way it's like in real life that they put everything under the sweep, everything under the rug. Oh, yeah, we yeah. pay you this um, out of the lawsuit and stuff like that. Don't say anything confidentiality. I hate to say political right here. That's doing like Trump doing his stuff. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's all it's political. fine. It's whatever. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 some that kind of stuff that you feel bad for this dude because he's been very been unjust to him. Cause he's like yeah. like us, the average guy, man. There's some something happened to his girlfriend that was wrong, and he wanted justice. And that's the thing about the boys, man. They are the ones to keep these heroes in check. Cause some of these heroes are damn douchebags, man, and dickheads. Well, that's the, that's the important gist that they nailed. I I believe too. The secondary part of what makes this first episode so great is, uh, you know, back to the quick gist of the story here. Superheroes. If, if you really if you ask your friends right like hey if you had all if you were super and you had all these powers would you be good or would you be evil and a lot of people say you know what you probably want to be good and then kind of this you'd become power hungry and you'd go a little bananas that's kind of how every superhero is in this right they've just they're bloodthirsty power hungry it's gone to their heads they feel like they're invincible they could do whatever they want that's the sort of gist of it like if it has a realistic spin i think that that if a lot of people had superpowers they would probably be more villain and good people. Yeah, right? it's Maybe. not about the morality, your mor- the morality of it, man. Your moral compass. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Would you still keep that 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 person that that kind of person that you are before you got those powers and whatever? You know what I'm saying? Because looking at Homelander, he's a damn psychopath. Right. It's that lack of consequence. He is just the absolute epitome. Walking, talking, lack of consequence. He's like, I don't give a f. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, he's Superman. He's Superman. Yeah. And maybe for years and years, he was absolutely crystal peachy clean, right? Right. Get that sense. Then he's finally just like, you know what? I'm a god. Who cares? And that's my point about this TV series and the book in general, man, that 
Those they need to be kept in check. And you know, butcher, milk, um, mother milk, Huey, Frenchie, and what was the girl, the woman name again? I can't forget her name. Oh and, snap! I forgot. I forgot her name. But anyway, but <laughs> she, but but those are the guys, and they was keeping things regulated. You know what I'm saying? So they knew all the dirt on these superheroes, man. They, they had they were doing having like um, orgies and all kind of killing people. They on high on uh, compound V, all kinds of oh, crazy yeah. stuff, man. So that's so far, man. That's what they've been do- putting in this TV series that I really like about it, man. The humanity of it, of uh, what can go wrong of a person that have power. What does he say? What absolute power comes cor- corrupt? I'm gonna I be saying it wrong, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah. Um, and also, I think uh, the back to your point of power too. Like Elizabeth Shue, by the way, who's the the who's director, the whatever character. Oh, she's a yeah. spin, spin doctor. I'm the word I say is spin. Yes, doctor, the PR. I think her character is interesting. You know, she's there's a there's a metaphor to today's politics as far as who she is. Right. Uh, definitely there. Uh, you know, an image, a mirror image of. And I think her character is interesting because she's Palpatine in a way. She's the emperor. You know, she's oh, yeah. she just has this. She has this command of, of, of the heroes and the command of the, the governmental influences that surround the Voight company. I think that's what it's called yeah, that, that surrounds the heroes. Yeah, and she's just this mastermind, just the puppeteer, the chess master, right? Yeah, she's good at it. She's very good yeah. at it. Even when that she's dude was very a, good at it. That, uh, what is it? Uh, um, he was a shapeshifter. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm going to say it. There's a scene in this, on TV in this episode. Holy mackerel. A senator, right, was going and going to bed with this um bartender. She's gorgeous, right? And all of a sudden, the, she changed into a man. Uh huh. And he said that, that he said this is Vero, right? I guess the the the, the whole <laughs> <laughs> man. And you know it was hilarious, right? He the senator went to defend himself, like, hey. There's nothing wrong with homosexuals today. People are accepting homosexuality. And and Elizabeth Shue, the mastermind, was like, Well, yes, except for where you're where you're from, Oklahoma. Sorry. Oh, right. You know? Like right. She threw them under the bus, like, mm, not in Oklahoma. <laughs> I was like, Oh my goodness. It was a good joke, right? And like also kind of again, a little mirror image to metaphor to society. Uh, society, right, you're right. You're, you're like, right about oh, that. Oh my my goodness. I was like, Wow, she played that card. Yeah, she really did, man. She really did. So um like I said, um, Chris, I like it so far. Like I said, episode one was great. Uh, and what I've seen so far up until four, I'm not going to say anything, but episode one was great. And um, Fully agree. Absolutely. Watch it, guys, if you haven't seen it. Amazon Prime. Yeah, if you don't uh, have it, yeah. man, um, go to your friend's house and watch it. I recommend <laughs> that you watch The Boys. And um, this comes to my next topic that's coming book related is The Farmhand. Oh man, farmhand Rob Gilroy, he's crushing it. Yes, he this. is, man. He's a cool guy, man. I met I met him at Heroes, man. He actually did a um a sketch for me, dude. I, I posted it on Instagram. It, it, he's awesome, dude. I'm I'm happy for him because he actually did chew with John Layman years ago. And um, for those who don't loved know, that. yeah, um, loved it, loved loved it. Read every single episode. Sad that that chew is gone. If you guys haven't read chew, it's available in all. F- different forms of collections yes uh, read chew art 100 percent by rob gilroy yes sir and you gotta love rob's style of putting in little hidden funny joke easter eggs in the background yes i really do man and and I, like i said i met him this past summer and like i said i didn't know farmhand was on the um talks of getting a television show 
So they oh, an- yes. they announced it now, announcement that it's in development for AMC. I'm like, wow. That's yes. unbelievable, man. I like, and you know, I mean, I, I collect comics and stuff like that. And also, I, I got a couple of um, graded. And I got Farmhand graded. I had got two copies because I, like I said, loved his work. I got to get two copies, right? And That's I, great. I, I actually got it graded at 9.8, and I looked at the um, Key Collector um, app. That's an app I use to see what I have. And sure. it went up from $5 to $25 after that announcement. That's great. That's I hope great. it just keeps skyrocketing for I, you, man. That's great. I hope so, dude. I mean, I like I, I love reading comics, man. That's my thing. But it, it, why, why not have two copies, you know? But I ain't know it's going to be like that, though. Yeah, Newsrama covered it, and they they stated that it's in, you know they're developing it. They're it's do, it's going really well. Uh, the deal is announced, so that does sound like like it's signed. It's, it's signed. It's a go. Yep, and I'm looking at the article now, and we should give people like I guess a quick gist of what Farmand is. Yeah, go Farmand ahead. Is I want you to explain it. To <laughs> yeah, help me too because it's a, it's banana, it's all over the place. It's, but it, it, it centers around like a like a southern farmer. His name's Jed, right? Jeb, Jed, Jebediah. That's right, Jedediah. Jedediah, and he creates this uh, this supernatural seed, this this uh, this seed that is he's infusing with plants that can replace organs for people. Yet at the same time, he is like the puppet master, the mastermind, the one that controls these plant based organ replacements. Right, right, right. And it's it's creating havoc in this town. It's creating havoc with this relationship with his son, who's very much like Rob himself, right? It's kinda I think what it is is most himself. Is himself in it. Yeah, I think so. I mean it seems that way. I should have asked him that when I was at he, Heroes. I feel like he's he's pouring his heart and soul into it where he's literally writing himself. It does kind of looks like him. You know, in, in, in the the son character, which I already forgot the son's name. Right. Jenkins. And so it's creating that havoc with the with this very intricate, very interesting, very kind of very complicated relationship that Jed has with his son. And and the son is trying to find his place in the world with his wife and two young kids. And so it's just also that that mess of relationship and family mixed with this insane sort of science element here. Yeah. It's all focused around yeah, replacement body parts from plants. And that's that's about the, the gist of it, man. You kind of explained it? it all. Yeah, you did, you did a great oh, cool. job, man. You did a great job. Awesome, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so you did a great job. And, you know, it's like you said, it's um, written and drawn by Rob Guillory. It's all it's his baby, you know. And when I heard the announcement that he was going to do it, man, I was on board firsthand. Because yeah. like you said, yeah, like you said, he I actually did True with John Layman. By the way, John Layman has another book called Outer, Outer Darkness. Yes, pick, pick that up. That. Pick that up, man. This, this I love that's it's it's science fiction, right? With ghosts. It's, it's H- like no, I say like this: H.P. Lovecraft. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. So check I that mean, out. <laughs> it, it feels like Outer Darkness. The entire thing is in purgatory as well. Like maybe they're all dead. You yeah, know. Anyway, that's a good concept. Through hell. You know, they're in hell in a spaceship kind of thing. It's check it out. And I, I do long for the days of of Layman and Gilroy maybe coming together again one day for something. Right? They had magic together. Maybe he might get a pollo. Ooh, that'd be great. Even a mini street of pollo. I would love that. Man, man, for your, for my audience, pollo is an ass-kicking rooster. <laughs> it's the he's, greatest. He's an FDA agent. Yes. <laughs> right now, he in hell. Now, he he raising hell in hell. <laughs> That's right. He's got to reincarnate somehow. They got to bring pollo back and or prequel it or something. I love how wor- like almost wordless. Poyo's uh, appearances are right. He's just kicking everyone's ass. It's kicking great. Everyone's ass, man. It's great, man. Action speaks louder than words. They yes. say that. <laughs> Kung, Kung Fu chicken. It's great. Yeah, you're right. 
So I'm glad we said this about the announcement of Farmhead. It can lead me into this right here, uh, the coming books I was talking about. And um, I, I told you the, the, the books we want to talk about is actually three, I believe. And I'm going to talk about the Farmhand number 10. Yes. Rob Guillory Farmhand. folks. Get it, get it, get it. It's on issue number 10. Yes. They go by fast. They're fun reads. Uh, they're all over the place. This particular issue I thought was heavier in dialogue than all of them. Yeah, Don't I, be scared off by that. I think so, too. And um, I like to give more of the story of Mayor Thorne. Um, relationship yeah. with the dad and everything like that, and the relationship with the son, and uh, like you said, it's very heavy in dialogue. But I like the way that in one in some of the panels when she is talking, the way he did the panels in a circular way, it's it's weird. Yes, it's weird the way he did yes, that. It's an explosion. It's an explosion of geometry. Like the very, I know, I'm looking at the page that you're talking about. Yeah. It's banana. There's like this hypercut sort of explosion with sort of like stained glass panel cuttings. That just go from this center, the, the sort of epicenter is the Mayor Thorn in a kind of an explosive way of all these cut panels. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really it's, well it's, done. It's, it's done well, man. And the thing is, like, you see her in one panel, like you said, she's the plant-looking thing, right? Then all of a sudden, she's human as a mayor. So yes. um, I've kind of found out in ep- so far in, um, I'm going to say episode 10, but um, issue 10, we get to see her plans, Mayor Thorn. Uh, for the um the town and everything like that, and because like you said in re- in recent um is- issues, all hell is breaking loose. People are getting look like more plant like now, you know. Yes. And people are like hearing voices, and come to find out, Mayor Thorn is the voices that the people are hearing in their head. Yes, Mother Thorne is gathering her troops. Right, everyone right. that has a replacement part is like a direct antenna to Mayor Thorne. I love that. Right, right, right. So that's the reason why I like this book, man. And and after reading the issue, issue after reading this book, number number ten, it um comes to a revelation of the stuff that Jed has been doing with those replacing organs with plants and stuff like that. In the last panel, they said magic. Right. I like okay, oh, okay, magic. Okay, I'm like it's not science, but it's magic. I said, oh, we we go into another territory now. <laughs> yes, and they leave us, and they and they leave that as a major cliffhanger. There's a couple of the elements. Maybe we shouldn't uh, go there to to surprise people, but yeah, they, they they leave us with. Oh, and by the way, we'll see you in November. Like, oh, oh man, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, end of chapter ten and end of book two. I was like, oh snap! And then I look at the thing, and it's all see you in November. But you know oh, what dark. though, he has been very good as getting getting the book out there on yes. time, on time. You know, it's just him doing it in time because i was reading our um i followed him on facebook i believe he said yeah we're having some kind of block or something and um but he's back on it now hey um, you got to wait for good things you yeah, know all, all good things we're worth waiting for I, i'm i'm waiting i'm okay with it <laughs> oh man i'm okay with it too man you know what i'm saying i'm glad that he's gonna take his time and do it and it's gonna come out on time you know what I'm you saying? You know where I feel? Tell me if you if you agree with this. Do you feel like this could be also like a creature of the week kind of thing? It could it could go into that. Yeah. Whereas like the team is built here and everyone with a plant uh, organ replacement is kind of the creature of the week because they show this guy this this ex-con that can spit acid. Yeah, he had a power. <laughs> yeah, he had a power and I'm like, here we go. This could be like a creature of the week, you know, monthly kind of thing where the team is together and they got to f- solve the crime or find the guy with the with the uh, you know the elbow that that shoots fire or whatever it is you know that has 
uh, some kind of augmentation. Yo, I just had an idea, man. <laughs> All right, see, you agree with me then? Yeah, I agree with you on that, but I just had an idea too, man. I just thought about it. What if we get a crossover? Chew oh. and farmhand. That'd be so awesome. Chills. I just got, I'm looking at my right arm and there's chills on it. That would be the best. And then an appearance from Pollo maybe just happens to be in there. Oh, yeah, kicking and, ass. Yeah, wouldn't that be great if they're building a shared universe? Oh, that would be, be awesome, dude. Layman. That'd be oh, that'd awesome. Be fantastic. That'd be so awesome. Putting it out there, guys, if you happen to listen, it's what we want. You know, yes. give it to us. <laughs> we'll as, buy it. As your fan, I would buy doubles <laughs> yes. of those books, man. So, yes. We use both our, pod- our podcasts to spread the word. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. really do, man. Uh, so that is one of my picks of the week. And I have another pick, and it's con- kind of a prequel, I guess, so that coming up next month. Um, it's, um, it's an absolute carnage prequel um, called Funeral. Um, is it Funeral? Let me get it right. I don't want to mess up the yep. name. Funeral Pyre. Pyre, right. Funeral Pyre, because I will butcher, butcher a name, man. I will. <laughs> Thank you, man, because I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, this was off the radar. I wasn't going to read the tie-ins. Right. to the absolute carnage so thank you for putting this on my radar because this is written by cullen bunn and he's That's one of right. my favorite writers one of my favorite and the art was spectacular man this was uh albuquerque alberto albuquerque and joshua casara two artists but they man they looked very similar in style and it was fantastic very brutal visceral kind of art it was, it was brutal man and I, I'm, you know what i'm a spider-man fan man i mean anything related to spider-man i'm going to pick it up and Absolute Carnage is going to be one of those books I pick up um, anyway. But uh, this is actually a prequel to one of the characters. For the people who's listening, the, the, I guess the summary of the, um, the Absolute Carnage um, big event is that everyone who had a, a symbiont, I'm saying this right, I guess, has this in the DNA now. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's if Wolverine had it one time. Even Norman Osborn ass is in trouble now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was the the premise for Danny um Danny Cates um that yep. he wanted to do, right? And right. um in this book here, we have this girl named Ma- uh, Mana. Mana? Like Andy. Andy. Andy is Andy her name and her co yeah, name was was um she had Andy event- Benton is Mania. Yeah. Mania, yes. Her co name was Mania. Um right. so she doesn't have the, the um the, the Venom symbiote no more and I thought right that. And she's on, she's everyday living, right? And she's having this weird, weird feeling that something is wrong. Yeah. And, oh boy, does she have some feelings? And she has some feelings. So come to find out, her feelings were right. Carnage was yeah. coming for her. And it's so many panels, man. Are, like you said, are brutal, visceral. I mean, it just is, it's crazy. And well, let me ask you because maybe you're more in touch with this, and I kind of want to know. They, uh, Andy states that you know. The symbiote, she's lost it, but she still has this hell mark. So I know this was a Donny Cates thing. Uh, is that right, that he created this hell mark? So if you've had a Venom symbiote at any time, is that – that's my question. Do you – have? does everyone have a hell mark? No, no, it's just her. It's just her. Everybody doesn't have a hell mark. It's just oh, okay. her. I think that came somewhere else. But I think what Donny Cates was trying to say is that anyone who has contact with the thing or had it once upon a time – is 
are liable to get go and get their spines taken away from them, dude. Wow, dude. So there's the essence of essence of symbiotes like still in their body. Yes, man, it really is. That's that's the that's the wow, premise of it, dude. It's interesting, man, and that's the reason why I want to go pick up the Absolute Carnage um, toy. I, I don't know if I'm gonna get on the mini series, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, this this was interesting in that I know I told myself. I didn't want to do the prequels or the post, you know, the epilogues and the after all the lead ups. I was going to stay away, but I'm going to get Absolute Carnage. But man, you nailed it. Is this a pick, a, a high pick? Because this really shows this duality of like in her mind: is she psychotic? Is she having visions? Or is she literally being visited by Carnage? It's affecting her life. Like she was in a coffee shop, and she sees people getting slaughtered and torn to pieces. And then it's like kind of a dream. But is it just Carnage communicating? And they play with it. It's kind of that Moon Knight thing that's happening, right? Is oh, she right, psychotic? Right. Is it in her mind? Yeah. Or is it really happening? She has like tendrils coming out of her mouth in a coffee shop, and and then it's not there. But it's it's her mind is being played with by Carnage, and you just the whole time you're questioning yourself in this comic: Is this real? Is this really happening to her? Is it not? What's Carnage doing? And then towards the end, not just totally spoiler, uh, you get. The answer. You get the answer, right? <laughs> and like you said, it's written by Colin Bung. I love his work, man. And uh, you know, shout out to Colin, man, because he does some great work. <laughs> so yes. I had to pick it up. I mean, his name was attached to it. Hey, he's got a comic called Knights Temporal from Aftershock Comic that's missed, coming out, I think, in three weeks. I want to pick that up, a, man. I want to really pick that up. Yes. It's put tell your tell your local comic book shops because I, I do believe it's it's coming out either in a week or two. Well, it, it's it's coming. And I was able to uh, read it in advance, and man, it's interesting, and it's a big story. And I heard a couple of interviews with him, and I, I read some stuff on what his idea is for this, and it's out there. So uh, check that out, Knights Temporal, if you like Cullen Bunn. Yeah, but, I like man, Cullen I thought Bunn. this was, I thought this uh, Web of Carnage. I'm so glad you recommended it, man. I really enjoyed reading it. Funeral Pyre. Yeah, Funeral Pyre. That's what it is. Funeral Pyre. So that's number two on my list. Now, another one is the Aftershock comic book. You know, I, I like to read some Aftershock. Um, it's called Dark Red. Now, Dark Red is basically is basically like a vampire book. And I try to stay away from vampire books. You know, <laughs> I try to, but it, it drew me in, man, because I actually wanted to read it. I, I try to find number one. Number one is very hard to find. So I was at Heroes this past um, um, June. I mean, last uh, last month. Yeah, last month. And um, I picked up number one. I had to pay ten dollars. It's like, man, I paid ten dollars for this variant. Oh man, you should have <laughs> told me. You know, I, if, you know, full disclosure, I do work for Aftershock Comics, so I get their stuff in advance. They send me stuff. So if there's something you really want, man, you let me know. Oh, I will before take, you buy it. I will take you on that, sir. <laughs> I, will, I sure will. I will take you on. You that. know, in dark red. Full disclosure, dark red, and yes, I work for them, but I read their stuff, and I my my podcast at Sunspots Comics is not all just about Aftershock. This was a pick of the week for me, and a top pick for me more than once in these five issues. Oh, really? So I'm I'm really on board with you. Uh, this has been a big surprise. I'm just like you. I kind of like have no interest in vampire comics for the most part. I'm like you, and I read this, and they have a unique sort of genre spin into vampires, where it's this this vampire has a territory. I'll give the quick gist if you don't mind. I mean, you can if you want to. I mean, <laughs> but I guess, it, man, you got to get people to read this. It's it's great. And and the thing is, he, he's his territory and what it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a quick yeah. thing of it is Do that. It. And throughout the whole book, he's at his territory. He's living life to, low. He, he's staying low. He does not want to be found whatsoever. Yeah. So you got the group of Nazi vampire Nazis now, vampires 
coming to his territory, yes. trying to take his territory, but want him to join their um their um I guess their clan or their whatever the vampires are as a group. He they wanted him to yeah, join. Yeah, I him. think clans clans the appropriate word. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. So right because it's. It's strange too. I was in the Midwest somewhere, so it's like very Trump-supporting kind of uh, cast of people around her, around him because he works in like a Seven Eleven. I mean, there's MAGA hats on the on the covers, right? Is it? The Make America Great. Yeah. Make America Great Again hats that are on the shelves. It's very kind of poking in the direction of their Trump-supporting kind of oh, people yeah. that are in this town. But he's not all that into that. He's he's just a guy also that believes in America. He's kind of got old-school values too. But at the same time, uh, he's all about killing Nazi vampires that are trying to encroach on his territory, right? And, yeah, right. And so he has this woman who's always he gets blood from her because she's like she's what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it because she bleeds all the it's time. It's a rare disorder. It's a rare, yeah, yeah. Like a rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she. But she produces too much blood. Right, right, right. So um, she's his friend. Every his... vampire dream. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that did, I mean, like I said, I read this book and it's about Tim Seeley and I read yeah. the other stuff he had an image called revival, by the way, y'all, I recommend picking that up. Um, that's a good book. Um, but after reading dark red and I think, I don't know if they're going to continue to a nexus issue or not. I don't think, I think it is. Um, well, I can safely say just, just from a little insider thing and uh, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but, uh, oh, an issue six. But yeah, I see it. It is continuing. Yeah. It's, it's more definitely is. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see it. My bad. It's called yeah, it's six. It's, yeah, it's six. Um, but you know, sometimes man, that people do comics now in volumes. They do yes. one through six or something like that. They done. Then they do another volume two, like the Weatherman. Is this on? Yeah. My, is this on the list? It's on your list. Okay, I'm, I'm jumping the gun here, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, guys, um, if you want some horror or just are you, know, you into vampires or you just a good, want a good read, I kind of recommend you read this book by Tim Seeley. Um, it's called Dark Red by Aftershock Comics. Uh, Chris um, likes it. He recommended it also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I recommend you guys reading that. And jumping to And you the, know what's the big... Go ahead. I don't, sorry, one last little point. I loved... Remember, um, it was in the third issue of Dark Red where he tells his backstory, and it goes back to World War II, oh, and right. it goes back to the Nazis creating vampires. Remember? And he has to... He's turned... Uh, because he was dying of an illness. I think it was like, you know, some sort of gout or something. Oh, that, right, yeah. That was affecting people in World War II, and so he was turned. But wasn't that exploration into World War II and zombie, I mean, a zombie, vampire, um, Nazis, like that whole back, that flashback was just fantastic. It was Did fantastic. you love that? I love that, too. But you know you know what? We never knew what happened to the other vamp- that vampire that turned him. Yes, so maybe Volume 2, because this is the end of Volume 1, uh, the first five issues, and yeah, Volume 2 will start in Issue 6, so maybe they'll see what happened to her, explain yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see that. Uh, no, like I said, I would jump in the gun a few minutes ago, but my next pick is The Weatherman. And by the yes. way, man, this is the group that brought you, <laughs> brought you, um, bought, brought you, um, oh, uh, Shirtless Bear Fighter. Yes. Yes, hilarious. 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 So much fun. Yes, shirtless bear, bear fighter, man. I recommend that picking that up. That came out at the same time. It came out with um, or, or close to Grizzly Shark. It was like those two were my 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 big fun hits at the time. It was it was it was Grizzly Shark and shirtless bear fighter. They just both had that same like bonkers tone, right? Just fun and goofiness. Yes, yes. And I, I actually talked to the guys, man. Cool guys, man. Um, Nathan Fox and um, 
Jody Lee Hoop. Lee Hoop. I'm not, I hope I'm not messing his name yep. up. But, yep. But um, I um, I actually met those guys. Cool guys, man. And um, the weather, man, it was something totally different. Um, first volume, I loved it, man. You got this guy. He's a weatherman, but you know he's he has done something in his past that um that caused a lot of people their death. The death. It was um his, he he was a, a mercenary, right? I'm getting this right. I guess he was a mercenary. He changed his identity, his face, his memory. He wiped it, and people are looking for him. So jump into this is a really hard one. Yeah, it's a hard one to do like an elevator pitch for this, right? Like yeah. Weatherman is it's definitely it's like way in the future where Earth has been basically destroyed because of something this character did, right? Which they don't they don't fully explain yet. And here they we are in volume two. Um, they so the Earth is messed up. And the people that are on Earth that are left that are still alive, there is one young woman that's okay. But man, they're like mutants. They're like hive-like mutants. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's shape-shifting mutants. It's, it's, it's kind of grotesque a little bit, man. It's, it's out there, man. But it, it it's a fun read, man. I like the guys. I met them like personally. I met them at the conventions, and they and actually Nathan actually did a sketch in my book, a Spider Gwen sketch, right? Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I, I really like the book. I, it's comical sometimes. Um, it's uh, it could be a lot of action in it, including with the um, two mercenaries in there, with the um, the guy with the cowboy hat and the oh, other yeah. lady, lady with the white hair. And um, but they did work so well. They were just fun characters, right? The way they designed them, the right. way their 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 language was, like you know, just snarky. I, but my favorite scene in this book, man, was when they're in the lab and they're testing a human. Oh, they cut God. his hand off. Oh. Yeah, they cut his hand off. His hand regenerates. They throw the hand into a, a, a pod with a with a rat, and the rat's been like genetically augmented and just attacks this hand as food, and then they both explode. And yes. it's just crazy. <laughs> Yo, that rat remind me of the Stranger Things season three. Yes, <laughs> all everything's turning into goop and exploding. Yes. <laughs> see Good the call. Cor- yes, that is. You see yeah. the comparison. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. Yes. I mean, these explode a little more fantastically, I guess, because it's comics. But, right. uh, man, I was that whole sequence, which is almost wordless, is just really like these scientists taking notes as his hand, his hand is regenerating and this crazy rat is eating the hand. Right. It was just the whole thing. Just, just oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, uh, for my listeners, if y'all are big into science fiction or some good action, some, some comical I kind of recommend you read The Weatherman, Volume 2, um, at the issue number 2. Yeah. Yep. Issue number 2. two. Issue 2. two, two yeah. One of the best of, of like so far in the whole run, this well, this particular issue. Yeah, yeah. I think what it is, it's kind of fleshing out more of the characters, I believe, man. Because uh, like we said, there's so much going on in the first volume, and they actually, in Volume 2, they're going to get to like, the aftermath of that devastation on Earth. And see yes. what happens. I mean, I can. I think that was pretty awesome what they did in this book right here. Because most of it was set like up in space and on this other planet. So this is when we finally get to see Earth finally. Right, right, right. And finally. it was one of the one of the most compelling, interesting issues of the whole run so far. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one, Chris. Uh, so that's about it, man. That's my um pick, um, my coming book picks of the week. You know, Good I'm picks, trying, I'm man. trying to do, I'm trying to do more of that in my um my podcast now, man, because this is what my podcast is about. And it's about the other stuff also, about pop culture. But, you know, I got to get my comic books in there some kind of way, you know? Yeah, man. It's a big part of our lives. It deserves uh, the attention. Yes, it is, man. Yes, it is. So, Chris, I enjoyed our conversation, man. And I also want to know, before I go, 
what um projects are you working on besides your podcast? I know you got other things going on. Yeah, thanks, man. I do work for Aftershock Comics, and uh, so I'll be doing some stuff. Uh, you'll see me on social media there and follow Aftershock Comics. And yeah, my 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 podcast, my own comic book. It's called Zombie Destroyers. So I've been working on that. Issue one is done, which is insane. I'm working on the lettering right now and working on the, then it goes to coloring. So we'll see where I end up with that. I, I might it might be at Aftershock. Who knows? I can't really say or could be elsewhere. But uh, yeah, I'm working on my own very own comic book. It's called Zombie Destroyers, and you can. Check it all out where you find me at Sunspots Comics. Cool, cool. So you have to mind the Kickstarter and try to do that? Yeah, I might do a crowdfunding type of thing. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I am talking to some publishers. I'm pitching it a little bit. So we'll see if it goes that route, too. We'll see which one is just kind of more fun. It's one of my one of the most passionate projects I've ever had. I've always wanted to make a comic book like my own way. So right. as long as I have creative freedom and I don't get like, oh, you should change this or change that, I kind of want to just do it my way. So crowdfunding might be a thing we'll see all right cool man your way or no or the, no way or no way at all huh that's what i'm saying you know <laughs> <laughs> why not it's my baby you know like it's me that's, so that's true that's why true. not so like you said you got that project coming on uh, coming up pretty soon so how can people catch you on social media yeah just everything one easy name on how to find me is just at sunspots comics cool, cool on everything cool and just and for me you can check out my social media um, outlets at um, just at justbeingamers.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at just being. 